Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Caitlin O'Ryan, the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together. Happy holidays. I hope you've all had a lovely few days, whatever you've been doing. We've been sharing some shit shots on our social media as a little Christmas gift for you all. Thank you for your patience with the next episode. Like everyone else, we've got a little bit lost with the strange period between Christmas and New Year, but we've finally gathered our shit together enough to drop the episode for you. On today's episode, we have for you the hilarious Rory McInerney. Rory is a comedian, an improviser and an actor. He was a semi-finalist in So You Think You're Funny and the Amused Moose comedy competition. He's been on the London circuit ever since, honing his skills in both stand-up and character comedy. He's also studied and performed improv in Chicago at the famed IO Theatre, which has alumni like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Chris Farley and Rachel Dratch. He's an impressionist who's created characters including Lillian, Vicar Debbie and Mary the Widow. And he's also mimicked celebrities like Nadine Coyle, Joanna Lumley, Princess Diana and Trini Woodall, working with the latter on projects for their makeup and skincare line. You can check out his videos on Instagram at Rory McInerney. You can catch him doing his work in progress show from January 2024. And you can also see him improvising with his brother, Sean McInerney, with the Brothers Grin Improv. But if you follow him on Instagram, I'm sure he'll have all of his dates there. I hope you enjoy the episode. Here's Rory. Yeah. My stepdad lost it in Hampstead Ponds the yeah. first and only time he's swam in them. Oh. I know. Lost I, to the sea. It, but he was kind of looking at, because I wasn't there, but he was looking at my mum and my brother kind of like looking at them like, I've lost it. And they're like, well, we're not going to get it. Do you know what I'm saying? We're not, not going to be able to find it. It's it, gone, babe. It's gone. It's in the ponds. Get over it. Oh, my God. There must be so much shit in those ponds. Oh, I'd say, like, Harry Potter. Do you remember that thing when they swim down? Like, yes. the big, I imagine the grass really long. Yeah. Well, like, the the... Um, sort of Gryffindor or whatever yeah <laughs> or when they go down in the Goblet of Fire and there's oh, like the shit. whole Murr yeah, city yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool and the mermaids are very scary yeah 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 they They're are just terrifying yeah oh, Harry Potter I know yeah. well Rory hi welcome how are you welcome to the podcast thank you so much for having me thank you so much for coming all of this way I'm... from Shoreditch from Shoreditch train I know. delays and shit like that I know god there's very cross people on the overground mm. yeah I think when there's any delay or anything, I'm just kind of like, just keep your head down. I don't want to feed onto that energy. I'm like, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I need to stay calm. I need to stay calm. Especially for this one. I know. Um, so on that then, on a scale of shit to together, how are you feeling today? Um, I'd say about a five. A five? Okay. Yeah. Talk me through it. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I just kind of... So I thought we were doing this tomorrow until I checked <laughs> my Instagram today. I think right, we so. both had like chaotic days. To oh, be really honest. good, yeah. yeah. I thought you were so on it because you were messaging me about it this morning. Because I was thinking, I'm just going to double, double check, and then I saw I was oh, like, because when I said, "Well, oh, let's change to two o'clock," I meant tomorrow, oh, and then, then I was like, "Oh God, it's today." I was like, "Oh, I'm glad it's three. <laughs> I was like, Thank God. I know, and then you were like, "I could do later." I was like, "This is very mixed messages." I know. I, oh God, try dating me. <laughs> it's just all over the shop. <laughs> But I feel a lot more calm now. I'm in your lovely, Good, calm yeah. environment. This is lovely. Coffee, thank you yes, so much. Yes, I lit some candles in order to try and make yeah. myself feel calm as I, well. How'd it go? I think it helps. Mood Good. lighting always helps, I think. I'm not a big fan of a big light. I hate a big light. Yeah. Absolutely not. I just I just find it... Do you know what? I will actually go to a restaurant, even if the food's bad, but or I'll go to a bar if the staff are a bit awful, yeah. if the lighting's nice, because I just put instantly, I can yeah. handle things better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If also it's... for a date as well, don't take me to a fucking stark, stark yes. lighting. 
Well, it feels like a doctor's year when you be examined or something, yeah. We're like, leave that to later. <laughs> See if it goes well. What Yan- Is that a Yankee candle? It's not. I think it's like a um, a little, a middle at little. Oh, I love number. a middle at little. Oh, God. Yeah. And an Aldi. An Aldi. They do a knockoff Joe Malone, you know. I do. Perfect. Oh, my God. I've heard that alcohol is better from those places as well. The wine. Yeah. These are your lovely organic, um, like Tempranillo, Tempranillo. Sorry. It's a beautiful Spanish wine. Um, but it was like, and it was organic. And it was Toro Loco. Uh, and they've discontinued it here, but it's back in Ireland. No. And it's delicious. Oh and let gosh. me tell you, I don't know what it is, but I don't feel as hungover when I drink it. That's great. Maybe it's organic. Yes, the sulfates. Yeah. I think there's yeah. none of them or... Whatever it is. Tell you what, wine is fucking me at the moment. In a good way or a bad way? <laughs> <laughs> I think the night that you're drinking it in a good way. I know. The next day, absolute. Like, Are you exhausted? Anxiety. Anxiety. It's anxiety. Really? Mad anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm regretting everything. And I can remember everything, but it's like I've put a pair of goggles on. Oh, no. And suddenly everything is seen through this, like, scary little lens. It's oh, horrible. I think that's just getting older. Things you've said, or was it just an overwhelming feeling, like of um, non-specific? Oh God! Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I've yeah. done something wrong, even though I can remember everything. It's dead weird. God, is is a certain color? Because I can't drink rosé. I don't like white. Yeah, really. Yeah, but then red makes me like super hungover. Really? Yeah, yeah. God, you do you like rosé, or do you have any wine that I doesn't? I do. I do like rosé mm-hmm. in the summer. In the summer. Yeah. Um, I went to a wedding once, yes. and the day after we drank rosé, like, I keep saying rosé wine, it's rosé, isn't it? It's like, it's like red wine, white wine and rosé. Rosé Mixed wine. messages, yeah. let me say. Um, but we had rosé, but it had like a boat filled with ice. Yeah. And they said all these bottles of rosé, which are gorgeous, and oh it was like an gosh, ad. Yeah, yeah. So we were just taking them, and you know it was like sunny, and it was by yeah. the beach, and it was gorgeous. Sun's going to fuck you as well, because you never you never realise how dehydrated you're getting. This is it. Yeah. I don't think I drank a drop of water, I drank a lot of water. Day to day, woof was right. <laughs> and the next day, I just couldn't think, and the panic, and the anxiety, and oh, the dread. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Maybe it was the quantity and not the rosé. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Don't I shouldn't really shit on don't the rosé. blame the tool, as they said. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. anyway. The alcoholic wielding it, yeah. Wow, we've got on a journey there. Back mm. to oh, yeah. today. Today. Yes. So it's good. Um, I, so, yeah, I feel I feel far more settled now. Okay. And I think that's kind of days like that you kind of go, yeah. sometimes I wake up calm yeah. and then I have a panic and then I relax mm. again mm. and then it kind of... <laughs> there's like a mild panic but as long, I think as, as long as I'm moving I feel like yeah. I think it's more if I've if I've got too many things to do if I've got too many things to do I feel like I get more done and I feel like I'm less panicked because they're like mini panics right whereas if I've got all day to kind of like do one thing do one thing yeah. I feel like I can, I can bask that's what they the say panic. isn't it like um, if you want something done give it to a busy man yeah because it's just ticking things off and you're kind of going from one thing to the next but if you have this one thing Mm. And you've got like three days to do it. It's never going to get fucking done because you'll no. leave it until the last minute. I know. Yeah. Because I've because I'm undiagnosed ADHD mm. or ADD. Um, it was kind of when I was at uni, I used to ask my tutors to give me a different deadline because I was like, could you just give it to me? And they're like, but you'll know. I said, but I feel like then I do the best things the day of the like day before. Like a placebo deadline. Like a placebo deadline. You know what I mean? And then I was like, so then I would have like a few days then where I could really snap it together. <laughs> 
But I went to get tested because my, yeah. um, you got, you know, it was, I don't know if you still do this, but you, with dyslexia, you got a free mm. laptop and a dictaphone. Great. I know my friend Jess, she, I came to us and she was like, oh, and I said, is that on your laptop? I said, have you been on like a spree? And she was like, no, I got that because of dyslexia. I went, what? And then my laptop broke. No way. So I went for a dyslexia test and I said, can you just tell me how I need to answer? And she goes, <laughs> I don't think it works like that. I was like, right, okay. So I went in and I did the test and I yeah. said, right, where you don't have dyslexia. I was like, oh, fuck. And that's why I don't Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, and then they went, but you've got lots of telltale signs of ADD or ADHD. Wow. And they went, do you want further testing? I went, do I get a free laptop <laughs> with ADD? And they said, no. And the testing cost £100. I said, I'm fine. Oh, I know, but I probably should have done because now I'm kind of going through the process of doing that now. Oh, wow. You know, 13 years later. Oh, my gosh. God, imagine if I'd been diagnosed, I could be... President of the United States. <laughs> been held back, babe. Mm. So what does like a normal day look like for you then? Is it is it quite like you having to plan your own day and like hopping around? Hopping around. Yeah, yeah. I could have used to hopping around like most yeah. like most jobs I've had have been kind of like different every day. Right. Like um it's kind of I've never I've never really excelled or felt comfortable. I feel like the only time I've ever had an office job was just Oh, so hard. Yeah, that, yeah, I couldn't do that. I don't oh, think. No. And I was an estate agent. Oh, my God. No, for lettings. Wow. Which is like, I know, just like the bottom rung. Oh, my God. Because it's like, it is, it, there's like a hierarchy within, yeah, supposedly. Yeah. And it was just going in every day and then just knowing the office was waiting for me. And then just, I, I think it was more the job than the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just very bad at it. Wow. You must have seen some flats. Was it I loved that part. It was in yeah, London, wow. yeah. In Ealing. Ooh. And Acton. Then they moved me to Acton. Yeah, then yeah. they moved me to Shepherd's Bush. They moved me around a bit. <laughs> that should have been... Kind of, <laughs> what do I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, it should have been a realisation. I was sacked. It was like, we're going to move you again. I was like, oh, fine. Yeah, fab. Shebu, I ended up in. Slowly ending up further and further out. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Slowly into smaller and smaller offices. But I was bad. Like, the first view and I went, John, I forgot the keys. And I asked oh, the couple to wait in a pub. And then um, when I finally got there, I was like, are you excited? And then we opened the door and I went, whoa, it's a lot smaller than it looks in the photos. Oh my That's God. what I said. Wow. Anyway, wow. then I found out I got... Too honest. I know. I think just, yeah, word from when you're nervous. Yeah. I had it, I remember when I was like looking for places in London, because obviously like, so expensive for what you get. Mm. And like, I would go to some flats and the estate agent, they'd be like, I just specifically said that I wanted like a living room or something. Yeah. And then they'd take me and it, it wouldn't have a living room, but it would have like a tiny little like office room. Or a cupboard. Yeah. And, and he'd be like, well, this is your living room. And yeah. I'd just be looking at him like, would you, would you live here? There's a map in the corner. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like, is this your Like the audacity. I know. Of like, and he was like, oh, I think you can make it work. And I was just like, you're a liar. Yeah. I know. I know. But there is a like, so we went, a couple came in one time. Yeah. And we had no two bedrooms because they were like, they were just going like hotcakes. And then uh-huh. this couple came in with a beautiful couple. I don't know if, if somewhere they were like really, they seemed really charming, which yeah. somehow made it worse. And then this beautiful baby and they came in, they were like, we need a two bedroom flat. You know, our baby's getting older and all this. Yeah. I said, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Took down their details and I said, well, we've got nothing at the moment. Uh-huh. And they said, well, just let us know. They said, we we'll find it really hard. So they walked out and then my manager came over and um, he goes, why did you let them leave? I said, well, we've got nothing to show them. He goes, well, why did you not bring them to Godolphin? And I went, that's a one bedroom flat. And he goes, yeah. well, there's that area beside the stairs where they could put the baby. I went, what the hall? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, they said, that's big. And I said, isn't Godolphin Riddlewood damp? Oh and they went, God. they went, yeah. And I went, they have a child. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they just... 
Sorry, Harry Potter. I know. My God. I know, damp yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, at least, I don't, well, I don't know what Harry's situation was. Yeah. He, well, it seemed probably dusty rather than quite than small. Damp. I think that's more the size, wasn't it? Oh, God, well, do you know what? You'd be lucky to have that in London. <laughs> I would kill for that. Covered under the stairs. pound rent. Bills not included. (laughs) Exactly. And there's actually a maintenance cost for the stairs. Um, Okay, cool. So for people at home then, what would you describe what you do? Because you're not on a state agent anymore. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, I've branched out, thank God. (laughs) I've I've left that world behind. Um, so I'm a comedian. Okay. Uh, so I do improv and like character comedy and sketch. Yeah. Um, so before I didn't really do anything online, but then during lockdown I wasn't performing because you know. Of course. I don't yeah. Know if you know everything. <laughs> and um, so then I started doing stuff online, and then started kind of going out, and then kind of then kind of bringing those characters then out, out into the wild, or yeah. kind of in front of audience and stuff, which was kind of fun because I'd never done stand up in character before. Wow. Or I'd never done like character comedy and drag out in the thing and it, yeah. do you know what it's just so much better it's like liberating yeah when you've yeah. got a wig on it's like it's and it feels like when it's not you and if it doesn't land yeah. it's like it's water the ducks back yeah. yes yeah, yeah. you don't take it so personally it's so weird isn't it it's I love it yeah it's like very kind of um, yeah, like the opposite of Gwyneth Paltrow in Shakespeare in Love <laughs> which I don't believe that wig fit on that long luscious blonde hair no, 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 no. Do you, have you seen that I love that film do you yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to watch it again recently I don't know why I stopped it was on. Sometimes when you revisit things, I know you're it, better it's to It's not them. aged as well, yeah. Screams aged well. I've never was, seen that. I've never seen you've it. Never, any no. of them? No. There's like 27 of them now. Yeah, I know tons. I, I'm I'm quite bad with scary films. Is it scary, or is oh. it is it funny scary? I'm not great with scary films. Right, okay. They, especially, I mean, Game Over, but says it's based on a true story. Oh my god. Because at least I comfort myself in bed at night. That but was they all say that they're based on true stories now, and then it's like there's one percent truth. Like I know. Maybe they've taken someone's name. Yes, or those curtains were used <laughs> yeah. from a real house. It's like based on real curtains. <laughs> I know. I know. I try to remind myself, and even if it's something really outlandish, like, like, like The Ring. Yeah. Oh my I god. couldn't sleep right. Much? I, I watched the the advert for Annabelle. You know the doll. Yes. And just just the advert on yeah. Netflix, and I couldn't sleep right for three weeks. Oh my god. I've got an overactive imagination. Yeah. yeah. Which is great for our biz. Yeah. Great but for terrible for sleeping. I know, I know, it's not good. It's great for the acting world, awful for getting my thrust. Um, okay, so when did you get into comedy then? So it was my brother actually got me into it. Right. So I was an estate agent, and uh, I was just so kind of like, I just needed something else, and I was kind of going out too much, I think. And then I just. Yeah. I think he said he was going to do a comedy course. And I was saying, oh, that'll be good. That'll keep me in at the weekends. Yeah. So I think it was on a Sunday morning. And then he goes, oh, there's also these improv classes. Right. So we started doing those. And then kind of going and doing that, I was thinking, God, this is so much more fun. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like when I was doing, like, the like all those jobs, I've had 30 jobs in my life. Oh, my God. I know. I'm 33 years old. Wow. One a year? One, well, almost one a year. I know, <laughs> since birth. <laughs> Um, but I remember all those jobs it was kind of like you know like you'd be like oh god that was stressful but yeah. then you'd go out and drink or whatever yeah. whereas if I had the comedy thing you were kind of going out and you were like doing the classes or doing shows and then you were like having a good time that was like the endorphin hit yes yeah. yes and then the, the yeah. people were fun yes yeah. There was, it was kind of like you were kind of going you're around you're not chasing something yeah mm. and you're not you're not kind of going there and like I don't know, trying to get the crack going in a yeah. group. Not that you're... Or trying to find fun, you know, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just around funny people yeah. or people that have kind of... I think comedy people and kind of like people who perform and stuff as well, they're a bit more... The conversation is weirdly kind of like relaxed but also more uh, 
charged because yeah. they kind of know themselves more. Yeah. But then I think so you go deeper quicker. Deeper quicker. Yeah. yeah. It's less surface level. Less surface yeah. level, and you're kind of I don't know, and they kind of because they used to perform, they don't have to perform the conversation, mm. so they feel, it feels a bit more relaxed. Yeah. I think where sometimes as well when you're kind of if you're with people, I think I don't know when I was working in different offices or in different jobs. If they didn't talk that regularly, they felt like they had to be funny and, mm. you know, everything was kind of a bit charged. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of different. Yeah. So it was kind of just, it was a bit more, yeah, I just felt more at home. Yes. Finding your tribe, I think, yeah, is what you call it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it was good. Yeah. And so how do you find doing comedy then? Because before we started... Oh, yeah. I, like, I just think it's the most terrifying thing because... Yeah, because, like, you're getting up in front of people and I guess with any other art form, be that, like acting mm. you're kind of hiding behind a character yes or like you know doing spoken word poetry that doesn't necessarily have to be funny music people are just there to listen i, I still think music's quite terrifying but like comedy is like if people aren't laughing okay. it's very very obvious i know that you're failing i know like you see i i kind of feel i actually feel the opposite i Do find you? spoken word like my cousin's a singer mm. and um she's doing very well she's yeah. the same age as me i'm not I'm happy for her. Um, <laughs> not at all bitter or jealous. No, I'm, she's lovely. But she goes out and sings, and I find singing very um, so raw. raw and yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, plus I've got a terrible voice. Yeah. Um, it's good to know your strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But even like spoken word, I think something, um, like there's something kind of very vulnerable, like, whereas I think with, with jokes or being funny or doing a character thing, mm -hmm. I find it more kind of, I don't know, if it doesn't land, it's like, oh, you know, it's just a sense of humour thing. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of more in my wheelhouse. Mm. I think doing something like dramatic, like when I was at drama school, because I, I went to this, it was like a part, like an evening drama mm -hmm. school called Identity, and they said, oh, you've done comedy, you can do comedy, like you can do comedy, but yeah. um, that's not really acting, is it? And I was like, right. So then we had this assessment and I chose this monologue. Uh-huh. And I worked on it for weeks and I was like, oh, they are going to be in bits. They're going to be <laughs> absolutely wailing, crying. And it was from Simon Stevens' Birdland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, when, did, did, you ever, did you ever read the play? It's like the really dramatic scene where um, there's like, he's talking to his friend in bed and he's like trying to like open up about something awful yeah. he's done. So but anyway, I finished, finished the monologue and I turned around and my tutor was kind of, looks like he was wiping a tear away. And I was like, oh, thank God. Nailed it. Nailed it. And he goes... That is hands down the most comical interpretation I've ever seen of that no. monologue. It was the way you laid it on so thick in such a funny way. I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was devastated. Just got funny bones. I, I know, but you were, you were trying to be dramatic. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, cool, 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 cool. That's so interesting though, because I've always thought that like comedians can, like if you can do comedy, then you can do drama. Yeah. But if you can do drama, you can't necessarily do comedy in terms of acting. Because I think what comedy and tragedy actually very close to each yes. other and I think in order you know wanky Shakespeare talk but in order for those tragedies to land more is like finding the lightness and, and the comedy in it because yeah. if you play it all too dark and despairing that's not human nature like no. gallows humour exists for a reason oh, it's because it's your Irish babe that's what I, I know <laughs> but that's what you say in Ireland it's either you, yeah. if you don't laugh you'll cry exactly and you see people are like awake like you know the culture in Ireland like um, Catholic Ireland if someone passes away yeah. you've got like a three day wake yeah. and I've Again. laughed oh you've been of course yeah. yes 
I've never, I've actually laughed. It sounds so weird. Yeah, yeah. Laughed most heartily, like my stomach laughing at those wakes. Yeah. Because I think your emotions are running so oh high. God, it's so weird. And it's so it's such a fast turnaround. Fast turnaround. Time to process anything. I remember my mum laughing and then all of a sudden she was crying. Oh and But then she was kind of, you know, every, yeah. it's like, you know when you're a bit hysteric? Yes. Like in both ways, like hysterically yeah. laughing or hysterically crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really feel like everything's just like hysteric yeah. level. And then, and then you're also, you hit the deck because I think you're so on adrenaline yeah. that you sleep then like for a while pan out yeah, and then yeah. up the next day so by the time the burial comes around like three days later I think you kind of like run the gambit of all those emotions <laughs> like yeah. you've laughed you've cried yeah. you've laughed and then you also hear lovely stories about the person so it kind of makes you easier to cope with the fact that they're gone I think so yeah an open casket as well oh my gosh yeah how was yours the first time you saw so so I've only been to one Irish Catholic funeral. Right. It was my grand's. Yeah. And um, the turnaround was so fast. Like, I think she died on the Friday. She was in the ground by the Sunday. Yes. Um, but I remember, like, flying over there and I'd heard about funeral.ie. Yes. <laughs> oh, the website. The website. Yes. Which is, like, in Ireland, it kind of lets people know... The details. Of... ...that someone's died Ooh. and, that like, where the details of the of the wake are. And, like, by the end, my gran was... Um, she never really left the house. Like, um, she, I think she suffered with anxiety and stuff like that. She never really yeah. left the house. So, arriving at the house, and literally there was, like, people spilling out of the door. I was like, who are all of these people? And, like, trying to fight into the house because people have just come for, like, the chat, the crack. Yes, <laughs> I know. The tea, the coffee. And just um, show some respect. Like, I think it's... Yeah, like... it's, it's a very cultural thing, isn't it, that you go yeah. and pay your respects for the person. Really like exactly. I'm not, not that you're, I'm sure your grandma's no, no, no. beloved. But it's like, <laughs> I remember even going places, I didn't really know them, I was thinking, but my mum was like, well, if we don't go... Yeah. You know, I'm sure they won't notice this, but there's usually, a, because as well, you want to sympathise with the family. Absolutely. But it's funny to see your, like, your grandmother's house. Yeah, like, filled. Filled. Did filled. it look odd? It felt strange because... Obviously, I've got like a big family, so I've got like you know twenty eight first cousins. So Jesus, the Irish. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, there was like there was hundreds. It felt like hundreds of people. And it was like trying to fight to get through mm. to the open casket, and that was that was odd seeing someone. And that was weird because it's like it's obviously that person, but yeah. you really feel the sense that the spirit isn't there anymore. Yes, I know. You? Yes, it's a different. Um, it's a different. And thing. like whoever's done the makeup, like she never wore a makeup like that. I know. Less than they've tried. They've tried. I know. I know. It really depends. She wasn't there to let them know how they it's, it's like put the blusher going. I know. It's really kind of different. Or even, but I think I think the first open casket I saw was when I was about three, maybe three years old, three oh or four years old. But so it's kind of. Well, I don't know. It's, I can't really say what's best, but I feel like from that age, you kind of know that, as you said, that's their just their body. Yeah. And they're passed away, and there's a sense of closure. Yeah. I think the sad part sometimes as well is when they put the lid on the casket, yes. the lid on the coffin, yeah. and then it's kind of very much the end. Yeah. But uh, it kind of demysticize. Dem- yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like yeah. you kind of like oh they were sick or they died and then they're there. Well, I think it's probably like a healthier way of living with grief. Yeah. Than over here, where if it's kind of shut away behind like a curtain, you kind long. of like need it. A yeah. Bit more. Over here, I think it's because you know oh, it it's, takes it, weeks. I, I that I'm mean, the first funeral. I couldn't believe it. I was more. I I thought that was more normal though. I thought the, yes. the fast turnaround was just like so. You felt a bit quick. rushed. I felt a bit like I remember because I, I was at drama school at the time and I had to leave drama school to go. I, th- I think I flew out on the Friday and then, like I say, she was buried by the Sunday and then I was back on the Monday and suddenly I was just like, oh my god, that was like a whirlwind. Yes. And then I think I think it was like two weeks later I was in like a voice class. Yeah. And I was doing my hum, uh, oh, and then suddenly yes. like grief just like oh. 
flew out of me and I was like, wow, I think I've just been like suppressing it because it was just so fast. Jeez, I'm sure your drama teacher was like, use that. Yeah. <laughs> Remember this feeling. <laughs> Tin that feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Hard, but it's, but yeah, because I went back, to, I remember my grandmother passed away, it was mm. a similar thing. I was working as a hairdresser because oh. I didn't I know one of the jobs. <laughs> the and the jobs. then it was like I said, I have to go back for the wake. And we went back to Donegal. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, um, and then we like, wake my granny at my mum's house. And then it was like going back then. And then I started university. Yeah. And it was only a few weeks later. I was thinking, God, you know, yeah. that was really quick. Yeah. But she was sick for a long time. Right. Okay. So she wasn't really like, you know. Yeah. But I think it was, see, it was what I was used to. But I think it's because I wasn't living at home. That was the first probably funeral I'd gone to where I wasn't there. And it was also the closest person ever who's passed away from me. Yeah. But then my mum was on her own. So my mum went from like my grandmother being sick and like her visiting her. Then also me going through my A-levels or juniors mm. or leaving cert we call it in Ireland. My brother kind of getting ready for university. So she said she felt like she didn't have enough hours in the day. To then me and my brother leaving and my yeah. grandmother passing away. So she had all this time. Yeah. And, you know, when I was up and I'd ring her up and I'd say, you know, how are you? And she was like, oh, you know, fine. You know, you know, she wanted me to have a good time. But God, it must have been so tough for her. Yeah. You know, completely like to have, go from like a house that was always like full, full to yeah. empty. Yeah. Yeah. I found it as well with like, because um, they all had to like put the spread on for everyone as well. Yeah. And like there's so much admin, there's so much business around a funeral, isn't there? Yeah, and usually there's usually um, or there's like a there's usually a group comes descends in the house and they kind of take over the kitchen yeah. and then they do the sandwiches and the tea. Yeah, yeah. And then there's usually sandwiches sometimes as well. I know sometimes you meet people and I don't know what they kind of God it says like I'm gonna be a real bitch, but like professional funeral goers professional mourners yes this is my auntie this is what I was saying about funeral diary I swear my auntie when I've spoken to her before she's like got three things in the diary for that week which is yes. different funerals different funerals and they'll it's come a around occasion. yes and they'll kind of swing around and they're like I'll do the sandwiches and they're like oh god you know go on. and they're kind of like there and then you're like they're like we must stay in touch I'll come around and see you I was like you won't see them then no. till the next funeral <laughs> <laughs> Weddings and funerals. Oh my god, honestly. There's got to be a film in that. I know. Um, okay, so, on that then. <laughs> oh yes, sorry, I know Christ. I couldn't think you were getting more. No, I love it, I love it. Um, what does having your shit together mean to you? Um, like, what does it look like or how does it feel? Both. Both. Either. I think... Visually, it'd be kind of like, you know, one of those eye calendars oh, yeah. with all the dots and yes. people have really organised. I've never had this before in my okay. life. Or like... Um, <laughs> We're manifesting it. Manifesting <laughs> it, yeah. Like an eye calendar that's pretty... Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing mm. kind of uh, from day to day or week to week. Yeah. Or like a, or like an iPhone without loads of those red icons of like missed calls and messages and emails un- unanswered. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think having your shit together uh-huh. looks like. And then... Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think I've ever really felt that I was completely on top of things. Mm. It's like a feeling I, I would be sensational and be used to, <laughs> or even I don't even know because I'd be suspicious. I would be like, "What am I forgetting? <laughs> it's like a child." <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I've ever. I don't. I think it would be a foreign sensation to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm used to kind of just bouncing along and kind of like getting things done mm. as and when, kind of ad hoc. Yeah. But then I think and that's kind of become your normality. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of things, because if, if things fall through, I don't really get upset. I, I find booking a holiday very hard. Because it's so far in advance. So far in advance, and I just don't like, I always feel like I stress about, like if someone said, let's go to Liverpool tomorrow, right. I would, there would be no sweat. Like, like let's why go. Liverpool? Yeah, I don't know. Or, <laughs> Let's be more ambitious. Or Buenos Aires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> or somewhere like Dream that. Bigger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Brighton. Somewhere real exotic. Um, so, <laughs> something like that. I would say, yeah, Christ, Liverpool. Christ, spread my wings. <laughs> Come on. Use the damn passport. <laughs> Um, but something like that I think I'd be like great where someone goes right book a holiday for six weeks time yeah. and book the hotel I would find that yeah. anxiety inducing because you don't know what you're going to be up to at that point point. and then am I booking at the right time yeah. am I booking the right hotel yeah. I really don't care where I stay yeah. and I really don't care how I get there uh-huh. but it's kind of like but then if I'm like especially if I was in charge of a group Jesus oh I'm such a sheep. You say I love it. Reason. Oh God, I, I love my it. My friends know that I'm not mm. the organizer. I know. I've got certain friends that organize things, and I'm just like, you know, just paint me a picture. Yeah. Let me know how much I owe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pass that on. I'm no. a yes man. Oh, like not love. fussed. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know, even if it's a Rizzo restaurant, oh my God, like the time we went out for dinner. <laughs> 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 so, so just for content. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I um, so what we're just referring to is, is mumbling. <laughs> I am vegan. Yes. And have never eaten meat. Until. And now I can say that I have never knowingly eaten oh, no. meat. <laughs> no, at all because of me. No, and it wasn't your fault. It was my dish. Wow, this is how I find out. No, it wasn't. I thought it was Roshin's. Oh, was it? Before. Okay, good. Yeah, well, yeah. It was one of ours. Yeah, so basically, um, we had gone to this lovely little Italian restaurant yeah. before seeing the play. Yeah. And um, Time was running on. Time was running out. And I think... They, the waiter came over and asked what we wanted and it didn't have anything vegan on the menu. So I was like, do you do anything vegan? Yeah. And he was like, yes, it's this. And he said some words that I didn't understand, but I was like, cool, I'll take it. We were one like, thing, quick, that's quick. fine. Yeah. Anyway, I think that then me and Roisin went to the toilet. We were sat at the end and we came back and the food had been brought out. Um, and so I just assumed that whatever was in front of me was the... Uh, vegan thing so oh. I started eating it and then suddenly Roisin was like why is my bolognese green yes I know I know that. And I was like halfway through a oh, meatball oh right thank um, how did you feel after I felt fine and do you know what It. I actually didn't think it tasted I only had one mouthful yes Um. and I remember like having it and I was like this tastes like weird Linda McCartney but I was like it's quite a bougie restaurant maybe yes. they've got their own like vegan meat going They've got on. Got their own vegan meat. Um, yeah. And anyway, I was like, "Oh my god, what is it?" And then Roisin was like, "It's wild boar." Oh, so not even like not even, not even chi- starting small and yes. simple like chicken. Wild boar. Wild boar. That's god. so. There we go. Cri- but I, I felt mean, fine, fine after it. Fine. I felt. I felt um, ashamed. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I had to apologise to any boar that I saw after yes, that point. because they are so common. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like got nothing they're done. They're in the wild, but yes, <laughs> Got nothing done for a week yeah. with all the apologies. But anyway, so that was your fault. Yeah, but I think it was, I think I said, I, I think remember, you're probably the person who said to put them down where they were. I, that's what I think yeah. what happened. Okay, well, that's actually why I've got you here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a reckoning. <laughs> got to bring in the boar. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to apologise to the boar's family. Exactly. <laughs> Before the podcast, I mm. asked you to think of an object mm. that makes you feel like you've got your shit together. Yes. What's that? My driving license. <gasps> yes. Wow, okay. When I got that, I really felt like, well done me. That's when, the start. When did you get it? Um, when I was 17. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like 18 years ago. <laughs> no, yeah, 15 years ago. Peaked at 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could believe it. Oh my God, well done. I've still not got mine. Oh, do you know what? It's more of a... Th- it's... It was one of those things, I think it's like, you know when you like learn, well I imagine learn to ski, I can't ski, or learning a language, I think, yeah. where it feels like a completely like unsurmountable like task. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't have done it if my mum hadn't forced me to do the lessons, because I was yeah. like, I never, it's fine. But they're doing it like the, where I'm from in Donegal, 
um, or in Ireland is uh, the the transportation's awful. If you don't mm. drive, yeah, it's yeah. very hard to get around. Yeah. Like once I met a ride with my mum and I got out of the car and I was like, I don't need you to give me a lift. <laughs> and then I went to the bus station. I said, you know, when's the next bus out the Melton Road? They said, you just missed one. And I said, when did it leave? They said, 45 minutes ago. <laughs> and I said, when's the next one? They said, three hours time. And I was like, oh, I do need money. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you look, I'm home alone. <laughs> um, so I did my driving test. But the woman, I wore blue. Oh, yeah. Because it's a lucky colour. Okay. And then I was you wearing, wearing it now? I'm, I'm wearing it now. I wear a lot of blue because <laughs> of my eye. Um, and then she kept tapping the thing and I kept thinking they were minors. So I thought I'd failed. Oh, okay. So I was like this and then I was like, right, okay. And then she finished the test and we drove in and then we had to go to this little thing. It was like in a, like a industrial yeah, estate. Yeah, yeah. And then she went in and she came out and then she was like, she was very solemn. Yeah. And then she came out and she goes, she put her hand she goes, congratulations. I got such a shock, I hugged her. <gasps> and I was like, this. I went, why did you keep tapping the screen? She goes, oh, I should have said that's to keep the light on. <laughs> And I was like, tell people that. Because yeah, I kept thinking, minor, minor. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, minor, minor, minor. I was like, affect it. And Maybe that just let you let go. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, mind the curve. I thought you already failed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Just go drive crazy. Oh my gosh. But when I, got the, when I got it through in the post, I just thought, oh my God, I'm delighted. I've actually got this. Bet, yeah. yeah, like a full driver's That's license. That's like an adulting thing. But ours was paper. Yeah, my dad used to have one of these. Yeah. So it was like it was pink and paper, it would be like falling apart, literally. Yeah, yeah. But they're very good to fake because ah. you could put it. It's an Irish thing, and, or like a generational thing. Oh, it's an Irish thing. Oh, okay. so, so we only got cards through six, seven years. Right. Pardon me. So like six, seven years ago. So wow. When I went to America, yeah. Um, brag. Um, <laughs> I had a you could you could put a photo on it, and then you could put more like um, clear plastic over the top, mm. so you could fake it. So I was Cormac Collins. <laughs> Um, when I was when I went to America to start yeah. have a drink, I was I was nineteen, wow. hundred and twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of then if people ask you questions it's like, oh, "We're the same same star sign," you're like, "Are we?" Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really, and then then they yeah. want the cards in probably for that reason. Wow. I know. Do you drive much in London? No, no. I used to when I had a job. I was a butler for a bit and I had oh a car. My God. I know. <laughs> a hairdresser in a state agent. I butler, butler. Yeah. Wow. I know, you tell the, my path. Oh my God, tell me about Peter Butler. I know, it was mad. Yeah, so it was kind of like, <clears throat> so I worked in London and uh-huh. then um, there was like, they would just come into London, the family used to come into London, so I used to look after where their place was in London like four days a week. Oh my God. I know, it was strange. And then I, I didn't wear like a, like a suit for like dinners or whatever, but it was like a pair of like a polo, tur- polo shirt yeah. and a pair of chinos. <gasps> and the worst colours, the, the worst colours for me. Wow. It was like a maroon, oh. which just does not suit me. Yeah. <laughs> and then like a sludge green oh, chino they don't I just, even go with each other they don't go with each other and they don't go with me <laughs> and they were rotten um, but it was a, it was a, yeah it was an interesting job wow and there was like I remember they used to ask me to like um, I think the other fellow who trained as a butler because mm. there's like a school and he said oh where did you train I was like I just kind of learned on the job and then he goes can you oh, right will you decant this wine I said yeah no problem I never decanted wine <gasps> in my life and he goes they're five and a half grand Per bottle, I went fine, and I broke the cork in the oh. bottle, and I was like, it's such a tiz. Oh. And I was in the corner, so I shoved the cork and then put it through a sieve into a jug. That sounds. I didn't fine. know what the fuck I was no. doing. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was literally about to say, what do you get taught in butler school? But clearly, it's just that. That decanting, decanting, uh, and many, many more things. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> things that I probably just botched.
you please tell us about a time in your life where you felt like you had your shit together? I would say there was kind of, um, when I started doing improv. Yes. And really kind of like going to a team and starting doing shows. And like finding your groove with it. Finding my groove and also yeah. just kind of being excited yeah. for performing. I think that was one time I really felt like I'd kind of got my shit together where I was, rather than being nervous and kind of like, or that false confidence, mm. being excited to go on stage. Yeah. Or kind of like going and warming up. control of it. Yeah. yeah. Or even excited, kind of like giddy to kind of go on and not feel like that kind of like like still feeling kind of adrenaline but not feeling like oh god I hope this goes well or yeah. oh I'm really worried because someone's someone's in the audience or oh, um, oh I know that person I hope the show's not awful it was kind of like oh god I can't wait to get up there oh, and I can't so wait to have good. fun it was kind of felt like yeah it was kind of felt more together it was like trusting yourself in it yes because so was it the free association yes that's what I've, I've done the free association oh yes of course but I would still now feel completely out of control with it. Like, I know it on, like, a technical level. Yes. But actually, like, the getting up in front of an audience and being able to trust myself that it's not going to go to shit. I think that's the that's the confidence that you kind of yeah. see in really good improvisers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I'd still be really hesitant to, like, step forward and engage in anything. <laughs> oh, no, you'd be brilliant. But I would feel like, I would still feel like that with a play. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, with, with a scripted thing, because yeah. I would forget, I would kind of panic where I would feel like, not like that at all in improv, because improv you're kind of just rolling with the punch. Yes. But with a play I would think, God, if I forget a line. Maybe it's too prescriptive. Yeah, yeah. or I, there's too much, like if, if I forgot mm. a bit of blocking, or if I forgot mm. like a, a line, or do you know that kind of way yeah. I would think, oh God, whereas with improv, I kind of think, well, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Do you know, it's like, you know, you, if you, if one's a, thing's a dud, you just have to commit then to the next thing. Yeah. Or just, or I remember, I was going out with this guy and we met on this, it was like a blind, well, it wasn't a blind date because I think we both stalked each other on Instagram, but <laughs> it was his sister set us up uh-huh. and I must have told him the first time we got set up and, you know, it was like a barbecue thing that I had a show on a Thursday. So I'm getting ready for a show at the free association. I only see him come around the corner. <gasps> And he, but I think he was coming to support it. But a second day, it was him coming to watch me oh perform. My God. I nearly choked. I would hate. That. Oh God! Oh I can still feel the panic. And yeah. then um, I remember saying to my friend Lola, Lola Rose Maxwell, friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> but I said to her, I said, "God, he's here." She goes, "What?" I said, "He's here." And she goes, "Well, don't try to be funny." She goes, "That's going to be your death nail because she was just support your scene partner yeah. and make them look funny and you'll get through it." She yeah, goes, yeah. "She goes, I don't envy you, but it was kind oh of oh my god, yeah, but that's the best way to be, isn't best it? Best way like, to be because I think I prang myself out with it when I'm like trying to be funny. Oh Jesus, it's a death. Like yeah. it's, and you can be... tell watching people. Like, I... Yeah, they're trying really hard. And that's made, that was you know when yeah. you try to be funny, you're like, or it's like I remember they were doing like a round of auditions and they were watching your shows. I've never done such bad shows. Oh, God. Because I wasn't really listening. Yeah. I was just thinking about what in I was head. doing. Yeah. I was so in my head and being selfish. Yeah. Because I wanted it to, you know, look good. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. thinking about how the show was going to look as yeah. a whole. And I think when you're selfish, then you're just like... And then if everyone's got that energy, yeah. it's just like... <laughs> Nothing's working. I know. It's like just setting a load of those toys. You know, there's yeah. like movement toys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, just like going around. It's like chaos. Oh, my gosh. So, so when that all started to click, that's when you felt like you had your shit together. Oh, Did and it? I kept, I was probably the first time I thought about like performing as like a career or like yeah. a co- performing as, or creating, like being on stage and like thinking of a character and then yeah. like, you know, making that character come alive or, you know, kind of just, yeah, just kind of 
Yeah, trusting from yourself mm. and just enjoying it. Yes. Really enjoying it. Yeah. Rather than being like, oh, look like you're enjoying it. Yeah. I think there's kind of that different ways to always try and look like, oh, look like you're enjoying yourself, yeah. even though inside you're like... Yeah. Dying. <laughs> screaming. Yes. In the words of Kate Winslet in Titanic. <laughs> in opposition to that then, mm. can you tell me about a time in your life where you really didn't have your shit together? Oh, uh, yeah. God too many times to mention. <laughs> I think when I left, because uh, I did design at uni. Oh my gosh, okay. I know, and then so I can... multifaceted. I don't, yeah, I don't just choose a lane, basically. <laughs> yeah. The ADHD brain. Um, but I remember I was kind of coming out and I was trying to do set design, but it just wasn't paying very well. Uh-huh. And then I was trying to do other little odd jobs and I was just like, I just couldn't see the woods for the trees. I was yeah. like, well, I don't know if I want to do this. But then I couldn't really didn't really know see anything else any yeah. yeah and I kind of felt like there was I was kind of looking at other people that I was at uni with or looking at other people who are my age yeah. who are really scorching a path to whatever mm. they were doing I was thinking fuck they've really got it yeah. together or shit oh, like, and then especially that when people were like buying houses or oh or were doing really well and fair play to them do you know it wasn't it was like you know probably it was it wasn't it was kind of like it wasn't like jealous. It was more comparison thinking, God, they've like, they've really done well. Yes. And I've done really shit. Like I've made bad choices. Yeah. Or they were going on holidays. Yeah. Or them and their partner were like buying a car or, you know, yeah. all those things. And it sounds really materialistic. But it's, but... but it's also that very like heteronormative, kind yes. of socially expected, not, I mean, I don't feel like this happens so much in London. Maybe it's a thing of like back home. I'm not sure which friends specifically yeah. you're talking about, but like... That, comparing yourself to that lifestyle, which is actually not a lifestyle that you are living and perhaps might not want to live. Yeah. Like, but you still end up in that weird headspace with it. Kind of seeing, yeah, kind of seeing them, they're like, you know, I don't know, kind of them kind of maybe, or even living together or... Yeah. I did know, it was kind of, I think, because I was maybe struggling with dating and stuff and then yeah. also struggling with work and stuff, I felt like everything was kind of... None of your things was solid. Kind of, yes. I felt like it was oh. very much on sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, God... And then I kept thinking, just focus on one and sort yeah. that out. But it was very hard to do that. I always say this to, to my friends because... So, my closest group of friends in London, um, they're all from Oldham, back home. Mm. Um, and no, none of them are actors. And kind of a similar thing is that sometimes I'll find myself comparing myself to their career trajectory or their relationship trajectory and stuff like that. And then I have to remind myself that that is a path that I've, like actively chosen not to participate yes. in. But sometimes I'll find it because work can be like and acting can be so fluctuating and stuff like that. I can end up feeling like I need a relationship to feel tethered. It's like I'm constantly looking for something that's tethering me yes. because everything is so uncertain. Or an- yeah, kind of like because yeah. yeah, otherwise you just feel very much adrift. Yeah. And I think that's kind of that thing as well. Sometimes when I like I would say 85% of the time I'm fine yeah. and you know and happy enough yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of like you know in good form or you know I love kind of living in London and you know I love you know kind of what I'm doing and stuff yeah. but it's only those kind of I think sometimes around maybe like birthdays and Christmas and Christmas especially because it's like it, it's 
reflecting on it each year, isn't it? And it's like, where was I last year? Where did yes. I think I would be this year? Yes. It's so strange. It's true. Like and taking stock. Taking stock. Yeah. And it's almost kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, like your, like your Spotify wrapped. Yes. And you're kind of like, and it's <laughs> like Dua Lipa wrapped. again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dua Lipa did hallucinate 375,000 times. You've listened to Olivia Rodrigo's <laughs> wake up album. <laughs> I know, so it's like, <laughs> I'm really fine. And it's like, but then it's, then I always think as well, there's a weird thing where everyone has to get fucking engaged. Oh my God. If I was to get engaged, I would be so cross at him for asking me at Christmas. Oh yeah. My friend Steph said this and uh-huh. I thought it was the cleverest thing ever. She said, she goes, if my fiance proposed to me on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, she goes, I'd say no. no. And I said, why? She goes, she goes, I want it to be a Tuesday evening when it's raining and we've had a curry. Yeah. She goes, because then that'll be special. Yeah, goes, making the anniversary, don't, don't block them all together. Yeah, it's like being, and when we, when's your birthday? 12th of July. 12th, thank God. Okay, okay, good. Christmas Day babies, I feel sorry for. Oh my God. Everything's in one day. Yeah. My, or like my dad's birthday is the 7th of January and he's so hard to buy for anyway. Yes. That I use up all of my ideas for Christmas and then I'm like, fuck, I've got through Christmas. And then I'm like, Jesus, I uh, yeah. go again. It's coughing distance. Yeah. I don't know what. It is, it's so close. <laughs> so Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I have no idea what to get him. And I've used up all of my ideas. Anyone who's like in the December period. Yes, December, January period. Yes. Especially now with this dry January crack. Yes. A lot of people, so my friend India, she's the 2nd of January. 2nd of January. Uh, uh, everyone's hungover. Everyone's dying. Broke. Yeah, yeah. And no one, everyone's doing dry January. And everyone's doing dry January. Yeah, yeah. So we like, uh, we've, I don't do it because of her. Because I'm <laughs> such a good friend. <laughs> I, just, I will have a bottle of wine with yeah, you, okay? Even alone, <laughs> to support her. On the 9th of January. Exactly. It's a hit, babe. This is for you, sweetheart. Um, but I find January is the most depressing month. Oh my God, it really Why is. Why would you, I did dry August. Yeah. And that was, well, that was, it was better. Yeah. Because at least the weather's nice. Yeah, and you can kind of like get drunk off other people's vibes. Like yes. Like. And you put yeah. as well, you've got less clothes on. Yeah. So you kind of want your body to look nice. Yeah. Whereas in January, you don't give a no, shit. No, 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 no. I'm a layer. Yeah. I'm <laughs> a whore for a layer. I love it. You're like jumpers, hats, scarves, gloves, yeah. Oh, yeah. cardigans. Yes. It's yeah. got real sexy. Would you than... rather be too hot or too cold? Oh, I don't like being too hot. Because you can't escape it. I really can't escape it. Yeah. At least, I, yeah. You can't take your skin off. No. No. No, you can't. Uh, okay, would you rather be... Uh, so I think too cold. Would you rather be really hungry or really tired? Both really tired. Both really shit, tired, really yeah. tired. Really tired. Because I think I'm, I'm not a great sleeper anyway. Mm. So I think I'm more used to that sensation. But okay. if I'm really hungry, that comes with like... Am I angry? Yes, I'm angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went to I went to a show uh, last week, and my hunger comes on me like that. Mm. Like I said, I'm fine, 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 starving, yeah. and I couldn't focus. Mm. And my mum was there with me. She goes, "You," she goes, "Are you starving?" I said, "How do you know?" She goes, "You won't stop fidgeting." It's like I couldn't escape. But I thought if I move just this way, maybe it'll trick my stomach to feel like full. Yeah, oh, babe. It didn't. No. That's why I need to carry bits in my bag. Yeah. Protein snacks. bags. Yeah, snacks. Banana. Yeah. That's a good one. Too hot's horrible. Too hot. You know if you've been too hot on a plane, or it's like boiling. Or I get I get really cold on planes because you're so high in the air. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like one of those like transatlantic flights. Transatlantic. (laughs) Sorry. 1935. That Amelia Earhart. <laughs> transatlantic. I think that transatlantic accent. Do you remember this? Oh my God, Joss, Joss Stone. Is that what? Um... Just Joss Stone. It's not a bit transatlantic. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I can't, never... qu- can't place her. Oh, 
Where is she from? Isn't she from like Northampton or I something? I thought she was from like Dorset. Or is she from? She, she gives off. She gives off Bristol. I don't she know. She gives off Bristol. She's very um. She's very uh, Ace Hotel. Yeah. 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 Just, I can imagine just doing their barefoot oh, yeah. with a guitar and Katie Tunstall. Oh my God, the two of them. Yeah. yeah. wonder if they hung up. I don't know, they should. Because <laughs> they give me similar vibes. Let's make that happen. Shout out to them. <laughs> I think it's so weird that we're expected to, at like 21 years old, know what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. I know. I think it's become way more normal now, I hope, to to have a tapas of jobs. Yes. To try a few. Like, I was speaking to my housemate about this because she's kind of going through one of those moments where she's she's 28, well, she's 29 now, hence the birthday. Oh, yeah, the balloons, yes. Yeah. Um, but I think she's coming to that point where she's like, is this what I want to do forever? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And almost the internalised kind of shame of, um, of that question. And being like, it's fine. Like, yeah. You're still young. Like, I know. Do something that makes you happy. I know, and I think, yeah. like, this age now, I do feel like, Compared to like, yeah. like our grandparents or our parents' mm. generation. Like my mum got married at twenty eight. Yeah. I remember people were saying to her, "You gathering dust there on the shelf." <gasps> but now it's like, you remember? Did you ever see Broad City when she was? He goes, "Marry me." Don't who was married. She goes, "I'm twenty seven year, years old. What am I, a child bride?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you know what? But my grandmother got yeah. married at twenty. Yeah. And she had three kids by twenty five. Oh my gosh. And I'm like. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I couldn't even have a pet, no. and I'm 33 no. years old. My mum had her first kid when she was my age. Oh, she see had that? my sister when she was my age, 28. But I'm like, oh my God, that is not even on my horizon. Yes. Me with a child. I look after myself. I know, but you know, her 28 is going to be your 35. 36. So. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And then our kids probably, you know, because I mean, the Romans died in their 30s. Yeah. That exactly. was old age, wasn't it? Well, that's yeah. what I choose to believe. <laughs> that's based on nothing. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Three things that make you feel like shit. Do you know, you know certain people you ring up and you're in good form mm. and they instantly say something negative? Okay. Like energy bumps. Energy. Yeah, kind of. Or something that's like, I don't mind if someone wants to have a vent. Do you know, I actively encourage that. Yes. Get it off your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a good bitch. Have yeah. a good moan. Oh, do you know what really... That really annoys me, actually. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. And you're kind of like, oh, please, yeah. don't, don't. Or another thing is an inactive listener, <gasps> someone who's just silent. Oh my gosh, I find that very hard. Yes, that does make me feel a bit like shit. So even if, as in, like they're not, they're not giving you responses. Yeah, but they are listening. I, well, I hope they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, not even a <laughs> like a goes a long way for me. Do you know if you're like... Just really, know that someone's with you. Just someone's connected. there. Yeah, yeah, kind of almost like, you know, vocally holding your hand. Yeah. I think when someone's just like... And you have to say, are you still there? <laughs> that makes you feel like shit. Especially on the phone sometimes. I think yes. they like cough. Yes. I'm just talking and talking and talking. I mean, I've had it before where yeah. it has cut off. And I've talked and talked and talked. I'm like, when did I lose you? <laughs> Do you want to five minutes? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm such a... Um, I am not comfortable in silence. No. So I'll be there doing the work to keep it filled. Mm. But if someone's not doing that for you as well, it just sends me anxious. Yeah, I know, I know. And then I start second-guessing what I'm talking yeah. about. And I'm like, well, I've already felt a bit vulnerable. And yeah. now I feel like, what am I doing? Yeah. Do you know what, what is this? Yeah. Like if, you know, fair enough, so not, not everyone's available enough to talk yes. to you. But let me know. Yeah. Because then I'll go bring someone else. But some people just... Are very comfortable in silence yeah. and don't feel the need to people please. I think it's people pleasing thing you need. Oh me. Jesus! That, yeah, like, me too. I'm going to keep talking because silence mm. is awkward. So blah 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 blah. But yeah. then when I don't get that reciprocated, it, yeah, I fall apart. Mm. How are you when someone's venting? When someone's venting, I think I'm quite good with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
do you a couple of... Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, great. I love that. Yeah. We'll get on with coffee. This coffee is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you just need a bit of that. Me too. Or... <laughs> oh, what? They, they did what? Oh, my God, yeah. I, or, I don't fucking believe this. Mm. Do you know, just a bit of that. Yeah. Oh, that just... Some validation. Yes. Validate and just, me. And just... And also... Be on my side. Yeah. I, do you know? Do you know another thing that makes me feel like shit? Uh-huh. So you've really got me going. Yeah, <laughs> boss, I know. Oh when someone God. goes like this, you and you're there, and you're getting, you can feel yourself just kind of teetering on the edge of being upset. God, I sound really kind of <laughs> <laughs> not solid. Um, but you're teetering, and someone goes, "I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here." I'm like, "I'd rather you didn't." I was hoping that you were gonna say yes that because I fucking oh. hate the devil has enough advocates. Yes. That's what I always think. Yes. Why are you doing that, Steve? Yes, Steve. It's always I, Steve as well. I don't need this. Oh, yeah. God. Steve. Neil. Steve. Yeah. I don't need this. Yeah, but do you yeah, know, yeah. and I feel like, I'm just, do you know, hope you don't mind. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, I do mind. I, I was listening to a podcast and um, it was a woman talking about devil's advocates. And she was saying it's mainly like cis, het, white men. Mm. And it's because a lot of the time they can't... Um, see themselves or empathise in the conversation that's being had. Right. So, because they can't relate to certain things, they have to, like, play devil's advocate right. in order to have an opinion, as opposed to just, like... Piping down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who put 50p in you? Yeah. Oh, God. I just... And I think it's kind of just... I do... And I, do you know what? I'm sure... I mean, I'm reading them to filth, but I'm sure they don't mean any harm... But it can be so detrimental to yes, how you're feeling in that moment. Can. Or how somebody else is feeling. Like, I'm not even saying just me. Like, if someone's there, like, say you're talking yeah. about something that obviously has made you feel yeah, really and shit. About and it's obviously yeah. you're passionate about Or you feel like a bit, you know, something really wrong has yeah. happened. And it's like, you're already talking about it and trying to make it clear in your head. You don't need this devil's advocate <laughs> coming in. I'm like, fair enough. The film, Devil's Advocate, I'm on board for. Fucked up. But I'm on board with but don't bring it into this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel, oh God, it just really throws me. Yeah. And even when I hear, I, I, you can always, that intake of breath, you know what's coming. It's like this, it's like, you're like, oh, here we go. They're like, I'm just going to play. You're like, no, oh. no. <laughs> it's awful. You can just, even just with that intake of breath, you can feel it coming. They're like, because usually it's like it's a movement like a of the glass. Pause, isn't it? Slight pause. Yeah. Slight movement of the glass and then a slight sitting back in the chair. And, <laughs> I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Why? That's, yeah. so that's my, that would be my three things. Hey, Ant. Hey. You do a great job in editing this podcast, might I say. If people like the podcast, what do they need to do? Like it. What else? Follow it on social media. And then what? They could share it with every single person they know. Thanks, Ant. You can go back to your corner now. Bye. Three things that make you feel like the shit. Oh! Um... Oh, God, you know when you arrive yeah. at a party mm-hmm. and you're kind of thinking, I hope I know a lot of people there or I hope I know some people there yeah. or I don't know them that well. Yeah. And a bit, uh, nervous. A bit nervous. You're arriving on your own. Yeah. Um, you're kind of this and you knock on the door and you know when someone opens the door and their face lights up and they give you a big, yeah. oh, God, I feel a bit emotional just talking about that. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah. and you're it's like, you. it's you. Oh, thank you. God you're here. <laughs> oh, where have you been? I'm just thank God you're here. You're like, oh, that makes me feel... Yeah. I feel like someone's just giving you armour. Yeah. And they, they throw your arms around yeah. you and they're like, come on in. I, yeah. Or what are you drinking? Or, you know, or what? Oh. Are, or, or we're through that anywhere. Yeah. Or just something like just that. making you feel comfortable immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Oh, I love when someone uh, when says to you, you know, like words, is, not to be tweet, but when words sound like a hug, you know when someone goes like this, you're like, take your time. 
Or take your time and no rush. Yeah. Oh, geez, that makes no, me feel so relaxed. It makes me feel like my best version of myself. Yeah. I had, um, so I used to live with my friend Kate and she is such like a loving, motherly energy. Oh, lovely. But what she used to always say to me would just be like, what do you need? Oh. Like, so she'd listen to me. Brilliant listener. Oh, God. Brilliant. And then at the end of it, she'd be like, okay, what do you need now? And I was like, I don't know. Oh, I gee, but that's enough. But it's like, but it's gorgeous. And yeah. it's like, it's giving someone the space and also to, because I think a lot of the time when you're listening to a friend or something, you're like um, giving them advice. You fall into giving them advice that mm. they don't necessarily need. to solve need. the problem. Yeah, and yeah. maybe they just need to be listened or maybe they just need a cup of tea. Mm. And it's just, I'd, that's like a hug for me when someone says yes. that to me. I know it sounds mad, but one time I was walking with my friend PJ around Dublin mm-hmm. and he'd walked on ahead and I was looking at this, there was a bar and I went, I called PJ back and said, PJ, look at this, look at this. I looked over and this woman, she was really listening to this other woman. She was really giving yeah. her like this. I, you know, her eyes were really empathetic. I said, look how well that woman is. <laughs> and he looked at me like, are you fucking for real? And he said a couple of times after, I see nothing wrong with that. I was like, fair play to her. Yeah. Give her a medal. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like you could get, do you know, you know when someone's like, I, I, it's very visual. Sorry yes, for the yeah. pod, but when someone's like this, you know, yeah. with their hand just slightly under the thing, really, really and you're the only person in the yeah. world. I love that feeling. Oh, God. I love that feeling, and I love bestowing that So feeling. do I. Yes. I mean, it's great both ways. Yeah. It's great. That's just a couple of listeners. Just, what are we? Just a couple of listeners. Back <laughs> shooting the breeze, <laughs> chewing the fat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Um, <laughs> Oh, and then another thing that I love as well. <laughs> These are all quite emotional things, but um, do you know? Do you know like when someone goes? So if someone cooks you dinner, yeah, it's a real thing. So if my mom's cooking for six, she'll cook for like twelve. Yeah, and it's like this with like you know if you go up and they're like help your t- mm. help yourself to that and they're like take as much and the, I know it sounds really like wrong, but like eat away. It'll only go in the bin tomorrow, <laughs> so I'd rather you eat it now. And yeah. they're like really want you to it's have like this much. Permission to like. Just really indulge kind of indulge in yeah. and fill your boots, and yeah. there's plenty, and we cooked for you, yeah. and we cooked so you'd have loads. Enjoy it. Yeah, just like yeah. making a fuss. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty nice. It's like when you go around to eat at someone's house, it's oh very like that, like lots of bits. Um, yeah, just kind of. I love those things. Yeah. yeah. Very heartwarming. <laughs> I feel like full inside. Oh, God. <laughs> God, I sound really wholesome. I'm actually an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a prick. <laughs> Um, okay something that makes you lose your shit in a positive and a negative way I lose my shit in a in a I'll start with a negative Uh do you know um, I lose things an awful lot Mm -hmm. and then um, and do you know sometimes I get into a bit of a panic you know, like, a, like you know, sometimes uh, with like a like a pass, like a travel pass yeah. or an Oyster card or my phone. Uh-huh. Like I've sometimes stood in the middle of like a busy tube station, yeah. emptied my bag out on the floor. Do you know that blind panic? Uh-huh. And so when someone goes, <sighs> or someone goes, um, like sorry for those of the listeners, there was an eye roll there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like this, I'm like that yeah. isn't helping me, and now I'm more stressed, yeah. and then I really feel like I'm losing my shit mm-hmm. because I'm like not even just like angry, but kind of like I'm more panicked now. Yeah, 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 because I'm. I'm Taking into your consideration you. And, like, and how long is this going to take? Yeah. I, I should find it in a minute. But even if I don't find it and it's gone, yeah. that ain't going to help. No, your eye roll. Yeah, your eye roll, your exasperated breath. Yeah. Because, but I, you know, it's like that really just makes you feel like, oh, fuck, I don't really want to go now. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. if I'm going to the nicest thing, do if I'm going mm. to like this, a film I want to see or, yeah. or a film they want to see or, you know, whatever, going out for dinner or going to a party. Yeah. Now I'm in fucking weird form because yeah. I feel shook. Yeah. Um, I hate it when you lose something yeah. and you're like, 
are certain that you've lost it and like I will get like livid and like, mm. someone will be like have you checked everyone I'm like yes fucking checked everywhere alright yes. I fucking I've checked it have you checked your pockets yes of course I've checked oh. my pockets of course I've checked my bag yeah. of course I have of course I have and then literally you find it like two hours later like in your bag and you're yeah. like now I have to tell them yes I know I'm like this I'm like oh and they're like just in your jacket they're like a lovely woman just popped around she said she found it on um on a, on a tree <laughs> yeah. and, like, and it would have been lost yeah. actually um. <laughs> and it was lost it was lost and they're like right what was this woman called you're like um balloon yeah. <laughs> just, like, just can't really think um, and then lose my shit in a good way I yeah. love someone who dances <gasps> Go on. on a night out do you know if someone's yeah, like this is... or you're like you know if, especially if someone who dances with you even if they don't like really if they're mad on the song mm. do you know if you're at a bar and you hear like I know Julie but hallucinates in my head like, or like or just say like um, like oh Lady Gaga or something oh, yeah. like this you're like fuck I love this song yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like come on <gasps> Up we go. I know. And you're, even if you're queuing for a drink, you're yeah. like, fuck the drinks. Yeah. Like, if I heard, like, Perfect Exceder, you're oh like, one, God. two, three, four. I heard that in a club <gasps> recently. I nearly died. Everything has to stop and you just have to dance. Come with me. Yes. And they're like, this, someone comes with you. Yeah. And then it feels, like, really good. And they're enjoying it as much as you're enjoying it. It's just like... Yeah. And then once that song's over, we can go back and get a you drink. go back to your lives. Yeah. You might back. never see them again. Might never see them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> might never hear it again. You know? I might... But you've shared that beautiful moment. Yes. Together. And they're kind of like, we're like, well, come on, let's have a dance. I love oh, dancing. dancing. I'm not, like, I wouldn't say I'm a dancer or a singer, but I move and I make noise. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I would hate you if it was in a silent dance. You use it or lose it, though. <laughs> I've lost it. I never had it. <laughs> I never had it. But you know, like, kind of like shared excitement. Shared yeah. excitement makes me lose my shit. Yeah. When someone gets as excited for something as oh, you are. Oh, my gosh. That's lovely. That's why I love karaoke. I, I speak oh. way too much about karaoke in this podcast. But because I don't see myself as like the best singer. But karaoke isn't a space for that. Karaoke is just for that shared... Oh, yeah. ...using your shit. Oh! And like... Just, making noise and dancing. Oh, God, yeah. And it's also, it's very intimate, I yes, think. Yes, yeah, Because it's really good. Yeah. My friend India, yeah. she was like, there when she was really stressed about something. And a friend of mine, she, she just, um, she was directing this play. Mm. It's a very stressful day. Yeah. And I said, God, they're like, we well, don't want to drink too much. And I said, yeah, I don't drink too much either. She goes, I want to do something really fun. And then she goes, right, okay, I booked us an hour in Lucky Voice. So at eight o'clock on a Tuesday evening, she booked an hour for Lucky Voice in Islington. Just went catharsis. in for an hour. And just did loads of songs. We got, and it was just, it felt great. Yeah, just get it out, purge yourself. Oh, I, but I, you know, <clears throat> I, you, you know, I'm not good from the diaphragm. So I was like, <laughs> whatever I was doing, I was hoarse the next day. It sounded like I had the wildest night. Like it sounded like I've been on the tear for days. <laughs> on the lash. On the lash, <laughs> on the batter. Um, but I was like, oh God. But I was, I'd only been in Lucky Voice for an hour, but I was like translating to Chicago, but <laughs> I was very damaged to, I think I'd gone down a couple of octaves. It sounded like Barry White. But it was lovely. It was stress yeah. relief. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. They should do that in offices. I used to do that with my with my housemate when we lived in Streatham. If she came back from like a really um, stressful day or if I had a stressful day, mm. get back in the kitchen, just put on music really loud and oh, just lovely. sing and dance. Oh, lovely. Just get it out. That's Because they do day raves in places. Yeah, for that reason. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I would say that there were like morning raves. I remember, was it Berlin? I want to say Berlin. Let's say it Berlin, <laughs> based again on nothing. Um, <laughs> but it's like they were doing morning raves before we went to work. But they were good form for the day, and they were like they were like oh you know God, dry. Oh my of course. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you go to like I don't exercise very well because I get really distracted. Yeah. But I was doing Barry's boot camp for a while. Okay. And they like shout at you and tell you exactly what to do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden an hour is over and you've exercised and you're sweaty and you know you've like worked, but you can't really remember what was happening. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. 
You don't have to be too present with yourself. No, you're just getting told what to do. Exactly, yeah. It's like you're spoon fed, like exercise. <laughs> um, okay, a moment that you found some shit out about yourself. Well, there was one time we were in New Zealand mm-hmm. and um, we were driving along because we'd gone skydiving that morning and I was like, God, you know. Oh my God. I know. And my mum did it too. Never. Oh my God. I know oh. the three of us did, me, mum, my brother. And my brother was always going to do it. I was kind of on the fence and I was like, if mum does it, I'll do it. Wow. So we went down. You literally, coming off the fence is a long drop. Oh, Jesus, I know. <laughs> it was, it really, yeah, it was a long, it's 3,000 feet. <laughs> I know. Hell. High fence. Oh, my God. And I was like, so I was like, right, okay. And, you know, you. I felt very odd after. So we were driving, then we had lunch. And then, um, you know, I think it was because the adrenaline was so high. Sean and I fell asleep in the car. Oh, And we were driving, and it was like, um, it was in, uh, kind of, like, it was outside Rotorua or something. Mm. And there was like, it was like a logging path. So it was all these big lorries with logs. Yeah. And um, I woke up, but the car was swerving. And basically it went over and it went onto the wrong side of the road and then flew over and then hit the ditch and then flipped over. No way. And I was like, this so basically it was a blue out and the tar, car blew up. I oh thought mum had fallen asleep, but the actual tire blew out. So mum was trying to get control of the oh car. God. Very good driving. As if you've not had enough adrenaline for exactly. one Exactly. <laughs> we were like Kennedys. Um, so we were there and it flew over and then the car flipped over. And I thought, yeah. this is how I imagine it. Mm-hmm. So I was swinging from the seat belts and I thought we were all very calm. And the windscreen had smashed and the car smashed and then we had to climb out over the thing oh and I thought God. we were really calm. And I said, God, God, none of us are hurt. Isn't that mad? And then they called an ambulance. Someone called an ambulance because they heard the car blow yeah, and yeah, they brought the fire engine and yeah. all this. They were like, we can't believe you're all fine. So we were sitting down that night we were having a glass of wine. This lovely family took us into their house and waited. Wow. And they were lovely. Yeah. Isaac Boss, the rugby player, is his sister. Oh, wow. Shout out to her. Shout out. Yeah. And um, then I said, God, isn't it good we were all so calm? And Sean goes, what? And I said, we were all so calm. He goes, bro, you were screaming. He goes, you were absolutely screaming at the top of your lungs when you were swinging from that car. I went, no, no, I don't think that's right. And one goes, I think you were, yeah. And I was like, but in my head, I was like, oh. oh. oh but supposedly I was like, ah. <laughs> oh my God. So it's funny how, you, I think that's what I realised. You don't remember You things. don't always remember things Probably. how they were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, Oh my god, you jumped out of that plane and you're like, God, isn't it funny how calm it was? Yes, like, <laughs> uh, I think I said a word. I know exactly. It's like, God, my throat's sore. Must oh be from all the adrenaline. But I think it's like, that was, I think that was the first thing. Because I always thought I was really calm in that yeah. emergency, but I suppose I was less than calm. Headless chicken. Headless chicken, yeah. Yeah. What could have been? Well, understandably, though. I know. It's terrifying. I know. It's all right for him. He wasn't swinging from a seatbelt. <laughs> he was on the other side of the car. He was beside the mock. <laughs> oh um, wow, okay. Shift this piece of advice you've received. Oh, I think sometimes when you know when someone goes, you know if you're kind of in a situation and someone goes, keep the peace. Mm. You kind of just don't say anything and yeah. just kind of, you know, kind of keep the peace, keep the yeah. peace. I always think that can be really tricky. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes when things are left unsaid and there's like silence, I feel like I find that very unnerving. Yeah. Because I feel like almost kind of, I don't really know where I stand. Yeah. You know, where if I walk into a room and everyone's really quiet, I'm thinking, and it couldn't be nothing to do with me. Yeah. But I feel like, God, I wish this could be sorted out because it's really heavy. Yeah. And you can feel it in the air. Yes. And it might be feckle to do with yeah. you. Or it, might, yeah. or it might be very much to do with yeah. you. But I'd rather know. It might be about you. It might be about me. <laughs> might be about me. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. But I don't, I think, I th- or say nothing. Yeah. I think that could be very bad, bad, deadly advice. Yeah, I think it's, I think of it like it splits you from your integrity, doesn't it? Yeah. And I find that the most difficult place to be is like, if I'm, yeah, treading that line of like not saying something or not being honest about how I feel. Mm, Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's really hard. 
like so I don't really like confrontation. Yeah. And I find it really kind of, kind of, uh, I feel kind of funny after it. Yeah. But I do usually feel better. I think if it's done calmly, but yeah, yeah. I think getting to that point where you kind of say, oh, I really didn't like how that was, or yeah. uh, I really wouldn't want you to say that again. Or or if someone says to me, even confrontation, when someone says to me, I find, you know, because then I used to just apologise, even if I, do you know what it, but at least yeah. you know where you stand. Exactly. Whereas I feel like when it's underlying oh, and it yeah. kind of hangs in the air, or I don't like, you know, when something, as in said, and like it hangs in the air for days, mm. I find that really debilitating. Yeah. And you're kind of like, I'm like, it's like then sometimes if there's an argument or something like that and you're not speaking, mm. I forget. So I come in on guns blazing or I'm laughing or, and then I'm like, oh shit, yeah, we're not talking. <laughs> I'm like, this is hard. Damn it. Yes, yeah. damn it. <laughs> Just undermine that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, shit you wish you'd known sooner. Um, I remember someone saying to me one time, this woman I know called Tiggy, and I was really panicking about what I was doing, and she she me she said to me, she goes, Rory, you know, youth keep thinking that everyone knows exactly what they're doing. And she goes, no one has a clue. And I was like, what? Mm. And it was the first time I, she said, she goes, no one has a fucking clue yeah. what they're doing. She goes, everyone's just plodding along and hoping for the best. She goes, you think that everyone's got their shit sorted out. And I wish someone had told me that at 18. Yes. Well, I was 26. Wow. When someone told me, and I was like, you know, which wasn't that long ago. <laughs> um, but it was, I wish, I kind of, I always had it in my head that everyone kind of knew, everyone had a plan, everyone was going according Completely. to the plan. Yeah, yeah. I think no one... People are just trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was really liberating, but also kind of, it felt more connecting then. Mm. It felt more connected to everybody else. Yeah. That's literally why I started this podcast, was because um, I, I think I was really... Well, no, I think I was about 23, 24. Mm. And I like went home to my dad and it was a moment where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Yeah. Like, I've just left a relationship and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I said to him, like, at what point do you feel like you've got your shit together? Because I'm like waiting, I'm waiting for that moment of feeling like an adult. And he was like, Kate, like, never. Yeah. He was like, I'm like 50, however old he was at that point. And he was like, every day I wake up and I'm just trying to get through the day <laughs> no. and make the right decisions. And yeah, yeah like, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then him saying that to me, I was like, oh my God, like this thing that I'm aiming for actually doesn't exist. Yes. I'm always going to feel like this. So it's about becoming comfortable with this feeling yes. as opposed to feeling like you've reached yeah, yeah, yeah. a thing, you know? And then we're at the destination where you yeah. can sit back and be like, oh, I've, you know, I've done it. Yeah. But did you, did you seem more like a human after he said that? Absolutely. Yeah. But that's it, that. it, it spurred all of this on because I was yes. like... More Big people need to park, know it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it spurred all of this on because I was like, I feel if everyone just fucking knew that, that no yeah. one actually knows, mm. the whole myth of it just doesn't exist. I think it's when you can like, just breathe. Liberating. Exactly. Yeah. And therefore, it's just like, you're just trying to do your best, actually. You're not trying to, like, tick a box. Or... Yes. Or do it perfect. Exactly. I try to do things perfect, I think, can be really, um, what kind of like, can make you really stagnant. Like, yeah. you, I feel like you don't kind of like, oh, well, it's not perfect, so I won't do it. Yeah. Or, I, or um, yeah, it stops I, you from taking risks. Taking or, risks or yeah. even creating yeah. or doing or putting stuff out. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I always thought things had to be really polished and perfect. And not that I don't want them to do the best they can be, yeah. but I think it's kind of, it, it'll always be, and you'll always get criticism or you'll yeah. always be, you know, whatever, but it's just about maybe sharing it with what you, you know, how you're feeling at the moment. There's that um, Brené Brown quote, which is, that perfectionism is a product of shame oh. and we should all be striving for healthy excellence. 
And that's something that I have to remind myself oh, that's that's like perfectionism is actually like a shame filled thing because you're scared of yes. failure. Or, mm-hmm. But it will stop you from putting things out. Because people always re- will reproach what you've done. Yeah. Why do they teach that in schools? Uh, honestly, Pythagoras' like theorem. No, yes, I should um, have made this. How did you find when you first started putting things out onto Instagram then? Because, you know, for me, for example, yeah. if I share, when I first started sharing the podcast, I was just absolutely terrified. Yes. And. Um, of like what people would think about it or mm. like how much engagement it would get and stuff like that and it, it, for a while it stopped me from moving forwards with it because of the fear of doing that Yeah, and I still have moments now where like if I share like something creative online mm. my even though I can feel you know if, if I sit down with myself and I think about it the integrity of it is there and I'm, I know why I'm doing it and I'm yeah. proud of it yeah. but suddenly when you put it onto Instagram or something like that algorithms can fuck with it or whatever mm. people might just not vibe with it and that's fine but like that can make me question the whole thing oh you know yeah I mean? yeah i completely know what you mean i think i think when i first put it up because it <clears throat> i think it was as like we were talking about i can't remember if it was on here before but with the with wearing a wig or doing a character yeah. there was a sense of distance yes. so everything i did kind of before like i would very i wouldn't put my stand up on right. line i would put like sketches or character sketches but i really felt like there was kind of a thing of i put it out there and it was kind of and there was some nasty comments sometimes or uh people would private message or people would kind of like feel the be didn't feel the need to be negative or whatever which is fine you know i'm yeah. sure the good with the bad but then there were so many nice things as yeah. well or people would say under things to be really supportive or people would share it. Yeah. And you were kind of thinking, oh God, you know, and then I think just not thinking too much. And then I was trying, I was talking to somebody who was a comedian mm-hmm. and I was talking about, you know, uh, like how do algorithms work and how do things, they said, just produce. They said, you know, still make it good, but don't dwell on a sketch, move on to the next. Yeah. So I was trying to do like two or three a week wow. when I first started. Yeah. So it kind of made you, and I, you know, it kind of made you nice jump onto the next. It? Yeah. And you weren't so precious about the one thing. Yeah. Although you wanted to be good, you were kind of on to the next yeah. and keeping variety. That's and such it, good advice. And it was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And even now, since I've slowed down, because I'm kind of doing more like shows and stuff, mm. I still would look like, I do think the less I do now, the more I think about them or the more I'm more kind of uh, precious with them. Yeah. And I think sometimes you have to remind yourself like why you're doing it. Because like, mm. I think... With with art and with creativity, there is this um, capitalistic thing that gets put onto it that it's like the thing that is going to make you money or the thing that is going to make you yeah. successful and therefore that is your purpose in doing it. And actually sometimes just reminding yourself like, no, I started this thing just because I thought it was funny yes. and it gave me purpose in a time and I thought I'd share it with people. And It made you happy. It makes me happy. Yeah. Like, I enjoy doing it. Like... And when you remind yourself of that, yeah. then it gives you the power to move forward with it. I think sometimes when you get yeah. lost in the, are other people liking it? Like, da 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 It separates you from the initial reason as to why you started doing it in the first place. Yes, yes. And then it becomes then... You're chasing something. You're chasing something. Yeah. And you're always, you're all kind of like, you're not finding the satisfaction. So you're not as happy doing it, yeah. which then probably shows in it. Definitely. Which means then you're not getting the response you wanted. Yeah. It's because, not authentic. Yeah. yeah. And it's not kind of so joyful, you yeah. know? So I think it's like when you watch somebody, you know, when like when someone goes, oh, sing, sing happy birthday or, you know, and they're forcing someone to do something. It's really uncomfortable for not just the person doing it. It's really uncomfortable for the people in the room yeah. because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Then I do think, human beings are very um intuitive mm. almost get a bit like a lion like yeah. if they smell fear i find with an audience if you're if you've like 
if you're not enjoying it, yeah. it doesn't matter how what the thing is, they're going to smell like like a shark with blood. Yeah. And then they're not they're going to lose faith in it, mm. which means then you're not going to, you know, there's going to be a disconnect. Yeah. Whereas if you're enjoying something, like some of the shows I've watched, like some of the some of the best people like I've watched, like some really funny comedians, they've broken from the material and they've gone with the flow and they've yeah. done a bit of audience let work. Let go. And they've kind yeah. of felt really alive. Yeah. And you're watching, like I remember there was one time I was watching it, it was called Spank in Edinburgh and it was like all these different comedians that were doing shows would do like a five minute slot. And there was this family who was talking to someone in the audience. I actually thought I was going to die. I couldn't catch my breath. And I like I have like a horse, like it's like a laugh. It's like it's like an asthmatic explosion. And he's and he was like there. I actually I couldn't catch my breath. I was yeah. like, you are hilarious. Yeah, yeah. There's no feeling like it. Yeah, yeah. It's that thing that they say like when you're auditioning or something. It's often the ones that you either don't want or you haven't put that much work into the, yeah. the ones you'll get because of that energy that you bring into a room. Like, if, if you're going in and being like, I need to get this job because... And it's really hard not to do it because you're like, I need to pay my rent and I need to get this job and, like, I'd be perfect for this and I just need them to see it. Like, yeah, and you they can hear. smell it immediately. Like, it's so fucking annoying. I know! It's like desperation. Yeah. So you're like, you're desperate for the... Or you're really kind of like, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, shave <laughs> my head, no problem. Cut my arm off, yeah, no problem, I'll do that. I only need one arm. Yeah. It's like... And just, you're just like, give me the yeah. bloody job. Yeah, or even here by people as well, where they're kind of like, oh, I, you know, I, I taped and I did self-tapes or I did this, whatever, and then, oh, I just did one last one. It was, like, really throwaway, and that's the one that got them the yeah. job or something. You're like, God. Yeah, I know. It's a Fair balance, play. though, I It think. is a balance. Um. Okay, this is the point of a shit shot. Oh. So this is a photo that, oh. to the outside eye, looks like you had your shit together, but at the actual time you didn't. Oh, I think there was there was a photo of uh-huh. there was a photo. I think it was just before, I think it was just before I got sacked as an estate agent, <gasps> and I was there and I got a new suit and I was going yeah. to this party and someone had taken a photo and God, I felt the dog's bollocks. I had this lovely little suit on. It was like a yeah. mad pattern suit and my hair was freshly done. And I looked kind of like Do you look someone who's kind of like really kind of like got it snapped it together. Yeah. And I think it was in within the week I found out I got sacked as an estate agent. Oh, no. And I found out I got sacked because. They brought, a, they brought the whole company together, which was like 65 people. Intervention. Yeah, an intervention. Was yeah, my the key didn't work <laughs> in the office. No, but they called out everyone's name one by one for business cards. And I got to the box. It was empty. No. And I went, oh, you didn't call out my name. And they went, oh, didn't we? And I went, no. And they went, oh, it must have been a problem with the printers. Oh, my and I, no one would be, no one would be my eye. And I was like... Oh, and they went, yeah, oh, we better ring them. I said, what, like nine? They went, oh, um, yeah, we'll ring them. And I was like, so I went to a glass cube of an office because it was in, it was, uh, it was Orchards of London. They're gone now. Okay. Um, but it was like this thing. And I went into the glass cube and I went to the, my manager, Joanne. I said, am I being sacked? And she goes, what? No, I said, talk to me as a friend, not as a manager. She goes, well, there has been a conversation. Oh, God. And I went like this. I just went mad. And I was yeah. like, oh, and I was like, oh God, I couldn't believe it. And I put my arms in the air. I was like, you know, kind of like this yeah. or whatever. In a glass Outside office. Oh, in a glass office. They could see me. And I was like, and then I was like, <clears throat> gather myself together. And I went in and I walked. Smooth the hell right, you know, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, just like <laughs> jacket or sleeve ripped off my suit, my next suit. But I think that was, yeah, oh I remember thinking, God. oh God, I really don't have my shit together. What a way to fucking find out. I know, I know. Oh, God. wasn't that tight? That's brutal. I know. Stay agents. I know, oh, Jesus. I know. And then being famed for their kindness. <laughs> <laughs> 
wild. I know. Um, okay, so, Rory. Hi. Have you got your shit together? Uh, I would say... Some days yes, some days no. Mm-hmm. Some day, I, I do think kind of one of those things where it's like... With the days I don't feel like I've got my shit together, not to dwell too much, be like, right, tomorrow will be... Or get what I, what I can done today, and then... Um, and then get things sorted a wee bit. Yeah. I would say, I would say, I'm I'm in the process of getting my shit uh-huh. together, but I think that's never going to stop. That's going to go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel more can kind of content than I was, but um, definitely yeah, kind of yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to sum up. <laughs> a little bit of yes, a yes. little bit of no. Um, okay, you said that you had some things to plug. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, keep an eye on my Instagram. Do some work in progress shows, so you can hear a lot more about those thirty-two jobs I've oh, had. Yeah. <laughs> and then also um, Instaprov. I'm doing in the thirty-first of January. Great. And then inst- and then do in uh, improvisation with my brother Sean McInerney <gasps> with the Brothers Grin. Oh. So keep an eye out. That's such a good name. I know, isn't it? Yeah. The Brothers Grin. That was my brother's idea. I, I wasn't mad like, on it. I, I think know. It's great. I know. It's very good. Well done, him. Grin. So follow us on Instagram at yes. the Brothers Grin. Yeah. And um, but thank you so much. And also this pod, love, big thank fans. You so Thanks much for, for having me. On. Oh. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. This podcast is produced by Ant Hickman. The artwork is produced by Tim Saunders and the photography is by Patch Bell. A massive thank you to Cassia for letting us use their song Slow. See you on the next episode of Have You Got Your Shit Together. Now and then I'm just a little bit low I always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you